Exalt your name on this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah. You're an awesome wonder. You're magnificent. You're mighty. You're powerful. You're all-knowing and you're all-seeing, oh God. We exalt you on this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, we give him the glory. We give him the honor on this morning. For he who has begun a good work is faithful and just to complete it. God, we thank you for the good work that you are doing on the inside of our husbands, oh God. And because, God, you have begun it, you will complete it. So, God, in advance, we give your name praise, glory, and honor for the complete work. For the complete work. Hallelujah. God, we honor you on this morning. We bless your name. We glorify you, God. Um, the storms are giving me issues with my uh, technology this morning, so I apologize um, if things seem a little off for me. Had to use a different screen, so I'm a little um, bothered. But nevertheless, God is faithful, and he is just, and he has brought us to day nine and i am absolutely thankful for the journey that he has me on i'm absolutely thankful for the nugget that lady valetta gave us on last week um because every day that i write and i think i've forgotten now two days to write my card on the day of and i simply just combine it and I say, yesterday I prayed for you in this area, but today I'm praying for you in this area. Um, so Valletta, again, thank you for the nugget um, that you shared last week. It has been absolutely a blessing. Well, I'm excited today um, for day nine, not just because it's day nine, but because I have my sister girl with me um, on this morning, we call her Lady J, um, Cover Girl J. Um, it is Jamila Chambers coming out of the LA. <laughs> um, and I'm super excited. Um, I'm thankful, Jamila, for your willingness to say yes. I thank you for your covenant partnership, um, you and 
uh, Pastor Brother Rufus um, are special to me. So I thank God for that relationship. Um, and I'm just going to say to you, go and do what God has called you to do this morning. I believe that there is something that is going to be shared that is going to take us to the next level in him as wives who are warring for their husband in the midst of this 30-day prayer challenge. Um, so I love you. Wives, be blessed. Get your notebooks. Let's go. Amen. Amen. And, and good morning, uh, uh, Denise. And I know you pulled yourself uh, off camera. Uh, but Denise is, is, is truly a very special person to me, uh, to my family. And uh, Denise knows how I'm wired. And it's just an honor and a privilege to have the opportunity to walk in uh, a vision that God has given you, Denise, and to see you uh, take what he has given you and have it blossom and bloom into what it has become is just uh, truly amazing to all the wives that are on the line today. Uh, Valletta, uh, you've already been shouted out, but it's so good to see you this morning. Lisa and Darlene, it's so good to see you. Uh, Minister Cheryl, uh, my sister Tamika's on the line. Valerie, I'm writing all y'all names down. Shannon, it's so important uh, for us to connect uh, across the miles, across the at distance, we are all in different cities. As Denise mentioned, I'm in Los Angeles, and it's just a blessing uh, to be with you all and to be connected with you all. Uh, Denise may have mentioned, or you may have seen in some of the surveys that it's been about three years that she has been doing this particular challenge. And uh, in 2020, I don't think she understood then, like we understand now, the importance of connectivity uh, and coming together and connecting in this way when uh, we weren't able to connect with one another for so many months. And so that's what also makes this so uh, powerful. Uh, today's particular lesson, uh, ladies, is on fill him with wisdom. This is our prayer challenge for today. Uh, for God to fill our husbands with wisdom, for God to uh, imbue him with, with wisdom. So I am going to pray and I'm going to share uh, some information uh, with you about uh, what wisdom is and about the ways in which practically and tangibly uh, we can encourage our husbands and ourselves to continue to seek the wisdom of God. So, Father, we just thank you and we bless you and we honor you this morning for this is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be made glad in it. Father, we are so grateful for this ninth day this day that we will give birth in the spirit to everything that we are praying for, uh, for our husbands, to the sister who said she couldn't sleep last night and has already been praying, already been interceding, Lord God. Meet her and every single wife on the line at their point of need, Lord God, uh, whether it's Dee uh, Dee or uh, Tashila, uh, Swamika's on the line today, Lord. Every woman has pressed in before the work obligations, before the family obligations to get a special touch from you on behalf of our husbands, Lord God. So I ask that you meet every single woman at their individual and specific point of need. Father, bless this word as it goes forth this morning. Allow it to be transformational, practical, applicable, Lord God 
provide another tool or another nugget that we can put in our tool belt so that we can understand your wisdom in a greater way and how to seek your wisdom. Uh, Father, I decrease this morning so that you can just absolutely have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank God. Amen. Amen. So um, if you haven't already, and Denise knows I'm going to plug it, if you haven't already gotten your wives who wore prayer guide for you to follow for these 30 days, I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to utilize that resource. Um, just a bit of a, a testimony about using resources. I came to my faith as a mature adult. I was 30 years old before I understood anything uh, about the kingdom, about God, about uh, how to pray. And tools and resources like this guide is what helped me um, get an understanding of how to pray God's word, helped me tap in to be able to hear from God during that time of prayer about what I should specifically pray for for myself. And so sometimes in forums like this, especially if you might have uh, been like I was, might have been newer um, to prayer meetings like this or newer to your faith or just want to be able to tap into God in a different way, please utilize resources. Denise has provided uh, some books along the way. Please feel free to utilize resources because those tools uh, that God has inspired others to write are absolutely invaluable to us. So I want to encourage you, if you have not already, to get that resource uh, uh, that Denise has put together specifically for this prayer challenge. But uh, filling with wisdom is our topic today. Our verse, our keynote verse, uh, comes from James 1 and 5. Um, here it's listed in the New American Standard uh, version. Um, but the scripture reads, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him. James 1 and 5 is our focus scripture for today. Um, one of the first things, and I want to start there, that this particular day talks about is making the distinction between wisdom and knowledge. What are we praying for exactly? And sometimes in our day-to-day -day vernacular, we'll use the words wisdom and knowledge interchangeably. But we want to be able to be very specific about what we're praying to God for and making that distinction between wisdom and knowledge. Those terms are related, but again, they're not synonymous. So if we look at the dictionary definition of wisdom, uh, the dictionary defines wisdom as the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or lasting. The ability to discern or to judge what is true, right, or lasting. The ability to discern, that's the ability to be able to be in situations and to be able to make a right decision with the information that we have. Whereas knowledge on the other hand is information that is gained through reasoning, that's gained through experience, that is gained through acquaintance. So making that decision between knowledge and wisdom is so important. Knowledge can exist without wisdom, but not the other way around. 
So we can know something. We can be acquainted with something. We can research something. We can have information about something. And we can be knowledgeable about something. But that doesn't mean we are wise with it. And the best analogy, and, and, and uh, Denise didn't know I was going to talk about her firearm training this morning, but, but the best analogy is it is knowledge is knowing how to use a gun and wisdom is knowing when to use it. You might know how to use a particular weapon and our prayer is a particular weapon. We know that prayer is a weapon and our prayer this morning is that we gain the wisdom about how we use that weapon strategically on behalf of our husband's on behalf of our families. And so we might have some uh, facts, information, memory. We might, we might um, uh, utilize or look to scholars about what knowledge might be. I work on a college campus, so I'm around scholars all day long and they're very knowledgeable, but wisdom tells us what to do next, how we actually apply it, what actions we should take and how we become practitioners of the knowledge that we use. I've learned something, but how do I actually use it? How do I actually apply it? And that's where wisdom comes in. When I was in my graduate program, I used to describe myself as a practitioner that uses scholarly information to inform my practice. Some people are scholars and want to gain knowledge, and that's one thing, but we want to be practitioners. We want to use what we have learned and that knowledge that we have learned to become practitioners to become sharpshooters, to understand when we are supposed to use what particular weapon or tool in the spirit or the ways in which we are supposed to utilize information and the timing of which. So it's important for us to make that distinction. So now that we've kind of laid the foundation between what wisdom is, right? Wisdom again is that ability to discern, to judge, to understand what to do next. We wanna talk about four different ways that you can tap in to God's wisdom. And this is all practical stuff. That's why Denise said, bring your notebooks out because she knows how I, how I move uh, uh, in, in these spaces. So just very practically throughout the day-to-day -day, as we go throughout uh, the remaining days of this challenge, how do we practically tap into God's wisdom? What do we do? <laughs> how do we go about doing that? Um, so the first way that we tap into God's wisdom is to fear God, fear God. Proverbs 9 and 10 uh, uh, describes Solomon saying, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. The first thing that we can do to tap into God's wisdom is to fear him. Um, but I think we need to stop and kind of make that distinction between what does it mean to fear God? Um, and so to fear God is a, a phileo type of fear, which is the type of fear that is attached to respect and to love, like a parent would have to a child. We are God's children, so we are to fear him with the reverence, the respect, and love that we would give to a parent, um, uh, to someone we adore, to someone we trust. Um, that is that uh, uh, phileo, F-I-L-I-A-L type of fear that we should have towards, towards God. Uh, in contrast, we, want, we don't want to have servile type of fear. We don't want to have the kind of fear that a prisoner, for example, has against a jailer or someone that is oppressing them has against uh, the oppressor. So we're not talking about that kind of fear that comes as a result of oppression, uh, as, as a result of mistrust, as a result of um, 
as someone that abuses us, our fear of God, our fear of God comes from reverence, comes from um, love, comes from our adoration, comes from us having that that uh, firm and that relying trust in God. That's where our fear comes from. And so that type of fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. The first method, first way that you tap into God's uh, wisdom is to fear God. Um, so we're praying this morning that our husbands fear God in a way uh, that allows them to be able to tap into that um, uh, uh, wisdom that God has for them. Thank you, dude. We want to have that uh, uh, adoration type of, 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 of relationship with God. The next thing that we should do to tap into God's wisdom practically is to desire wisdom. So uh, referring to Proverbs 2 and 4, the second step to getting wisdom is to desire it with all of our heart. And Solomon says we must look for it as we search for silver. Uh, we must look for it as for silver and search for it as for a hidden treasure. And I don't know about y'all, but when someone talks to us about being able to tap into something valuable, or being able to have access to a resource that is valuable. We go absolutely out of our way and be above and beyond to be able to go after those things. And so silver, as valuable as that is, uh, is not as important as the hidden treasure um, that wisdom provides. And so the second step for us to be able to tap in and to be able to access God's wisdom is to just simply desire it. And we are praying that our husbands, they desire a lot of things. Um, they desire to, to have success in the marketplace. They desire to have um, uh, uh, a, a lot of uh, adoration <laughs> from their family. They desire to be uh, lifted up and, and all of those things. But we want them to desire to have that godly wisdom and to search for it and seek for it and to be um, tapped into it and desire it like they would desire something as valuable as silver. So we really want them to be in that position where they're desiring wisdom. The third way that we seek God's wisdom and we tap into God's wisdom is to pray for it. Um, so that was our, our scripture that led us off this morning, that if any of you lacks wisdom, you should pray, you should ask God for it, who gives it generously um, to all without finding fault, without finding fault, he would give it to you. God doesn't ask our husbands to be prepared in any way. He doesn't ask them to be a pastor. He doesn't ask them uh, to be uh, connected with, with all of these spiritual gifts. We don't have to have any pretense or any um, type of credentials to pray for God's wisdom. We don't have to be uh, propped up in any way or elevated in any way to pray for God's wisdom. He freely makes it available to all of us. So if any of us lack it, um, if we're lacking it concerning what we should pray for our husbands for the remainder of this challenge, we should simply tap into it and pray for it. And the final way that we tap in to um, God's wisdom is to study God's word, study God's word. So we want to get in a place where we are studying his word, where we are meditating on his word, um, where we are not only relying on our own understanding and our own understanding will get us into 
um, culturally what we understand and our reasoning and our meaning that we ascribe to things. But we want to lean into that wisdom and into that insight that is only provided to us by God's word. So again, that understanding and what we gain through that understanding is the ability to translate those facts. And that's important. But we want to be able to take, again, what we know, translate it through our understanding, but understand from a wisdom perspective how we apply it, practically how we apply it. So those steps, again, are to fear God, to desire wisdom, to pray for wisdom, and to study God's word. Last tip that I will give y'all about studying God's word, because it's just a tool that I use for myself. It might be something you might desire to use practically. It might be something that you want to share uh, with your husband. But again, I had difficulty in moments like this, taking a scripture like James 1 and 5 and understanding how to apply it for my life. So uh, this is a tool and resource that I've actually taken from a ministry here locally in Los Angeles, but it is what's called the SOAP technique, which is taking a scripture like James 1 and 5, like the scriptures that are provided to us each day of these challenge, each day of this challenge, and taking that particular scripture and not only reading that scripture, but reading the entire chapter and seeing what about that chapter just stands out to me and writing that down. So that's the S and soap is taking that scripture. The O and soap is writing down observations about that scripture. What was going on uh, historically at that time that that scripture was written? What was God uh, telling the church? What was um, uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul telling his people? What was kind of going on contextually, if that makes sense, in that observation point? And that will make that part of the scripture stick just a little bit. The A in soap is for application. In what way am I taking that scripture that I've learned is James 1 and 5 today, um, the observation that I made and particularly applying it to my life. We again have all these sisters that are tapped in today, uh, Serena and Shannon, all of you are on the line today. So we want to make sure that it is applicable, that it is absolutely specific. So how do I take God's word and make it applicable to my life? And that P and soap is for prayer. And so taking the time to just write down a prayer, it could be one or two sentences and sometimes my pen just goes, but to write down a prayer that is applicable to that particular scripture, that is applicable to me. So taking that scripture, making that observation, making that application and writing down that prayer. So studying God's word, there's so many different tools and ways to do it. But sometimes you just need a methodology and you need a way that's going to work for you and be consistent for you. So as we are praying for our husbands over the course of uh, these next couple of weeks, as we are praying for him to have that godly wisdom, we want to make sure that we are praying with a level of specificity, that we are praying God's word so that we can understand not only from a knowledge perspective, what we are praying, but understand that that is our moment to just hear from God, to uh, seek God concerning his wisdom on the matter. So Father God, as these women have assembled this morning and before we go throughout our day, 
And before we get into the hustle and bustle and obligations that we are responsible for, we want to just first and foremost, God, thank you for waking us up this morning for the facility of our limbs. We don't know, especially as women, what it took for each of us to be on the line this morning, but we are here and we are in your presence because we are seeking to hear from you. We are seeking your guidance. We are seeking your wisdom on how we are to pray for our husbands over these next couple of weeks. We want to take our hands off of uh, the things that you would have us to do. And we want to only do things in the way you would want us to do them. Lord God, I ask that every woman that is on the line today um, have their lives transformed in a way that is tangible, in a way that they will be able to refer to this time of prayer, this first fruit offering in the month of January at the top of the year as the time of reference that has changed everything for the course of this year. We are placing a seed, uh, uh, planting a seed over these next 30 days, but we hope that seed begins to take root for the rest of the year. Your word says early in the morning, shall we seek thee? And we hope that not only in the month of January, but because this has become a habit, because this has become our routine, that we will take what we are learning this month and continue to apply it all year long on behalf of our families. Lord, every single husband, drop the names in the chat. We lift them up to you this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for their lives. We thank you, Lord God, for the vision that you have given them for our families. We thank you, Lord God, uh, that you have blessed us with them. We thank you, Lord God, for the husbands that they are, for the fathers that they are, for the sons that they are, the brothers that they are. We thank you, Lord God, for who they are in our communities who they are within our local church bodies. We thank you for every single role that they play in every one of our lives, but we most importantly thank you that they belong to you, Lord God. We lay them continually at your feet uh, at the top of this year, Lord God, and we ask, Lord God, that you continue to just cover them with your blood, Lord God, that you continue, Lord God, to have your goodness go before them, that you continue to have your mercy follow them all the days of our lives. Father God, we lift up this particular ministry, the Wives Who War ministry, Lord God, and we ask, Lord God, that you place a special hedge of protection around the Smith household, Lord God, around Denise, around Lonnie, around the children and grandchildren, Lord God, because we know, Lord God, that any time there is a declaration of war and we know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, Lord God. And we know that any time we wage war in the spirit and make a declaration of war, the enemy tries to come with distractions, with retaliation, with backlash, Lord God, and we come against all of those things in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that our victory in you is already assured. We don't have to wonder whether or not our marriages are going to be on the right track. We don't have to worry about whether or not our husbands are going to align 
to this word. You are already dispatching angels, Lord God, to hearken to the words that have been released and the prayers that have been released uh, from these women, Lord God, the private petitions that have been released. You are already ministering. You are already doing what we cannot in our individual selves. But because we have attached ourselves to you, because we have connected with one another, there is nothing that we cannot accomplish in the spirit. There are some women on the line today that might have jumped on this prayer call, that might be on their way to divorce court this week, that might be on their way to sign papers this week, Lord God. But we know, Lord God, that nothing is impossible for you, Lord God. We know that egos can be put down, that pride can be set aside, that communication can flow freely. So we ask, Lord God, that for any um, marriages that are on the brink, and nobody might not even know it, but for any marriages that are on the brink, Lord God, we ask that you do what only you can, that the ministry of reconciliation will be made manifest in those households, Lord God, that those wives will uh, make their hearts tender towards their husbands and those husbands will make their hearts tender towards their wives, Lord God, and there will not be any separation, Lord God, but because what you have joined together, no man can put asunder, including the folks that are in those marriages, Lord God. So we lift this time up to you. We turn these marriages over to you. We lay this word at your feet, Lord God. We want to continue to fear you, Lord God, with a godly fear. We want to continue to pray. We want to continue to seek your word, to seek your wisdom so that we can take this knowledge and understanding that you have given us and know when to apply it. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for this time together and continue to bless this prayer meeting for the duration of the meeting in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and thank God. Amen. I'm muted, my apologies. So God, we thank you, we praise you and we magnify your name, oh God. We thank you for the application um, of, that went forth on this morning. God, we thank you for Lady J's poor. And God, I pray that you would restore unto her the time spent laboring, preparing, and then pouring, oh God. May you pour back out into she and her household um, immensely. God, I thank and praise you for every wife that is on this call this morning, Lord God. And I pray for restoration as it was written. I pray for restoration as Lady J was praying, restoration, even if the, the ink has been dried. God, you have the ability to recall it. So God, I pray that you would recall the marriage now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Recall the separation in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Recall it all. 
God, because you have the ability to do it. God, I feel that in my spirit. Recall it all, God. Make it new like it was in the beginning. God, make it like it was. Make it like it was, God, because you have the ability to do it. God, we thank you in advance for the testimonies that will come because of your recall. God, I thank you and I praise you for what you are yet getting ready to do. God, for eyes haven't seen and ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of man, God. But God, we will employ wisdom on today. And God, we ask that our husbands would ask for wisdom and would op and operate in wisdom daily. So God, we bless you and we honor you. And as we prepare to leave this place, but never from your sight, God, for those that are getting ready to go out in the, in the Northern California and Southern California areas, God, we pray for your hand of protection to go with them, God, because of the rain, the falling trees, the mudslides, God, we ask that you would cover them, God. We apply the blood of Jesus over their lives, God, that no weapon formed against them would prosper. God, we thank you for safe travel. We thank you for angels that have been assigned to us to go before us, God. And God, we'll meet you here on tomorrow morning. God, giving your name praise, glory, and adoration. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. You wives have an amazing day in the Lord. Thank you, Jamila, for the soap. <laughs> Thank you, Jamila, for the wisdom that you poured out for every nugget. Um, I knew that's what it was going to be. Got to be armed and ready, honey. <laughs> I love you all. Have an amazing day.